You're a monster! Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. You got your host, Caleb, the deucer, and my boy, Dev, on the line. What's up, ladies? How's it going, gentlemen? It's the big deuce in the building. (laughs) What's up? What's up? Guys, we got Monster Guys recap. We we didn't have fun on that one. We got our mm-hmm. new monster guys for this coming week, and we got a fun take it or leave it segment that's going to be chatting about some head coaches. We'll see what happens either this season, next, whatever, whatever. Um, but real quick, man, little quick recap of the weekend's games. Any game stand out to you guys? Obviously, that freaking Carolina upset was unreal, absolutely unreal, and Tampa. I don't know, man. Is Tom Brady done? I mean, yeah, I just... <laughs> like what's going on? So Devin quickly to you, man, what game stood out to you this weekend? Uh, I mean, for me, the biggest one, uh, just because of the way both teams had things happen, um, the Atlanta Falcons, Cincinnati Bengals game. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is I want to say at halftime, Joe Burrow had like, 344 yards yeah. at half. It was just absolutely insane what he was doing to the Atlanta defense who hasn't looked awful this year. Not until then. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the biggest surprise to me though is they were down 21 to nothing. I want to say by the second quarter and Atlanta still only threw 13 passes. Like, yeah, how, how do you get down by that much and not abandon the run game and try to try and get back into the game? How do you spend a what fourth overall pick on Kyle Pitts two years ago? Yeah, I got Drake and then, London this year. And then Drake London with what, like the ninth pick or something yeah. like that this year. And, and, and you just don't use them. Yep. Like, I don't understand what's going on there. So here's, here's my, here's my quick philosophy on this. All right. And, and by the way, Am I saying that it's right? No. I I think what they were doing was really stupid. And looking at the, I don't know at what point, um, you know, they started scoring. So I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch this game, but they were losing 14, nothing. And then they scored, the Falcons scored 17 points in the second, but they never scored again. So like, mm-hmm. again, I don't know at what point they were down. So they could have been down the, like you said, like the 21 or whatever. Um, and then start scoring. But my philosophy is there's two teams in the league right now that are somehow winning games that I didn't think were going to. And that is Atlanta. And that is the giants. You know, those are two teams that are winning at rates where I'm just shocked. But if you look at both teams, they also, both of those teams are like top five in rushing. They both run the ball and they run it pretty effectively because they both realize that we don't have great defenses. We don't have great quarterbacks. (laughs) So if we don't run the run the football and keep the ball out of the opponent's quarterback hand, we're never going to win games. Now it doesn't matter because guess what? They still got their butt kicked because Joe Burrow threw for like five thousand yards, you know. And Jamar yeah. Chase had an insanely big game too. Actually, the whole wide receiver core did. Tyler Boyd, yeah, I was going to say all of them did. <laughs> like someone was really smart in a DFS game. They played Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. Yeah, and I was I like, well that. freaking played, man! Like well freaking played. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I think that's all it is, is they just realize if they don't run the ball, then they, they really can't be effective anyway. That's all I got. It's got to be time for Ritter. Something. I mean, everybody else is swapping quarterback. Pickett went in. Right. Now we got Ellinger <laughs> coming in. You know, like, let's just screw it, man. Let's, you know, you don't, you let Marcus Mariota throw 14 times a game. Like, that's BS. So, yeah, yeah. put Ritter in. I don't care. I mean, if you're not going to do anything else, at least give him some freaking playtime. Deucer, what's your, uh, what's your game from this weekend that stood out to you? Say the Packers and the Commanders was <laughs> one of the most surprising games that I have seen. Um, I think going into this, we kind of all expected Green Bay to just put an onslaught on. Uh, I know especially I did, but turns out that wasn't the case. I mean, <laughs> somehow, some way, the Commanders pulled a win yeah. out and I couldn't tell you why. Literally could not tell you why. I mean, Aaron Rodgers pretty much, I don't think he looked that good this weekend. The Green Bay defense also absolutely atrocious this weekend. I mean, if you're letting just Taylor Heineke just drop dimes on you the entire day, you know that your defense is messing up somewhere. And truthfully, I think that this is just another one of the big upset games that we've had this season. And yeah. Caleb, if me and you bet on it, you'd be wearing a Packers jersey right now. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I mean, here's what's crazy is if if I would have told both of you before the season started, hey guys, at, going into week eight, the Bucks are going to be three and four, and the Packers are going to be three and four, and going into week eight where the Packers are playing the Bills, they're going to be picked to lose by ten for the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career. You guys probably would have thought I was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I knew Devonte Adams leaving was going to hurt. Yeah, I did too, but not this but bad. I don't I don't think anyone expected <laughs> no. it was going to hurt this bad. No, no. And, and what's crazy though is it's not like they. they I, I'm. Not, we need to move on, but I I think this is more of an Aaron Rodgers problem than it is anything else. I agree. There, yeah. Yes, there's some drops, but there is literally no trust with these wide receivers. That's your problem, dude. Figure out how to trust them. I don't yep. care. You're a fifty million dollar quarterback. Get your shit together. Like <laughs> that's it. Done deal. I, I mean, nothing else should matter. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our monster guys recap from last week. Um, I'm just. I'm going to say we all lost. You know, technically, yeah. technically looking at it, my my choice did have um, somehow more points. Uh, but it doesn't matter because it was still, it was still pretty bad. Um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still kind of crying about it. Uh, just to remind everybody, uh, I had Taysom Hill. Um, I legit thought Taysom Hill had a good chance to, to do well in that game. I don't know what happened, uh, but it just, it didn't. Everybody else seemed to have a good game, including Andy Dalton for crying out loud. Uh, but just wasn't to taste some hill. The deucer had Robbie Anderson. I think that might've been maybe a week too early. And then Devin got screwed with Ken and Drake because <laughs> Gus Edwards decides to come back and play Sunday morning. And Baltimore was like, yeah, let's do it. And he went on to have yeah. an amazing game, but you probably would have won if that yeah. was Ken and Drake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're just going to say that's a big all gooser, um, on, on all of us, but we know we're going to be better this week. Because we got some awesome ones. Monster! Monster! 
So Deuce, who's your monster guy for this week? Like I said, going back into this previous episode, uh, Chubba Hubbard, 100%. Mm-hmm. He's playing Atlanta. The Atlanta defense have, really has not been able to stop the run this year. And again, like I was saying, it's pretty much it's pretty much a toss-up between either Chubba or Foreman. But if I got to pick one, if Chubba Hubbard is healthy, I'm going to say that he is going to run like clockwork. <laughs> Thought you were gonna say the wind bullseye, but that's fine. You can do clockwork too. Um, that's that's fine. And unfortunately, once again, you know the deucer and I are kind of on the same page. But here's why he's gonna lose this week is because yes, Carolina is gonna beat Atlanta, but they're not gonna beat him because of the run game. They're gonna beat him because of the passing game. And PJ Walker is gonna throw two touchdowns to DJ Moore, and DJ Moore is gonna have a boss game. I think DJ Moore has done better when it's not an elite quarterback. And what I mean by that is like when Sam Darnold was playing, he wasn't very good with him. And when he's been playing with Baker, he wasn't been very good. But PJ Walker, your third string guy played a little bit last year, played a little bit this year so far. He's been really good with him. So I don't know what the little weird dynamic is with that, but I feel like as PJ Walker, they came out and said he's going to start, which I'm also going to, say is total crap in my opinion, just because you're paying these other two quarterbacks high level amounts of money this year to have your third stringer play, but whatever Devin, we'll just leave it at that because you and I are the one disagreeing on this one. You're wrong and I'm right, but DJ Moore will have a big game as long as PJ Walker does actually play Devin. Who's your, who's your monster guy? Yeah, so he's this is actually one of the, my waiver pickups. So uh, it's kind of a crazy thing that that's who I am going as my monster guy. But like I said, they're giving him the keys to the offense. They're wanting to see what he can do. And uh, Sam Ellinger there in Indianapolis, I think, is going to have a huge week. Um, I do think he might. He he. There's very possible that he might have a, a, at least one interception. I mean, it's his first NFL start. You know, nerves are going to be getting the best of him. Um, and this could be a situation, like you just said, with Robbie Anderson, maybe a week too early here. Um, but at the same point in time, I think this Indianapolis team is wanting to rally. They're wanting to show that they still have some heart in it. Um, the biggest problem we've had has been Matt Ryan is not mobile at all. Mm-hmm. And having a guy like Ellinger who can move around in the pocket and can, you know, kind of fill up a, a presence coming, but also doesn't have an arm that's completely shot and can throw it downfield. I think we're going to have some big plays this week. Sounds good, man. I know for your sake, you're, you're, you're been praying so heavily for this. <laughs> I know JT, by the way, too, is he's a huge Sam Ellinger fan. So he's only been waiting for yeah. this for like two years. Um, I mean, technically, I want us to suck out the rest of the year and draft Hendon Hooker. But, you know, if Ellinger works out, then it works out. Which reminds me, man, I forgot about this on our previous episode, but we had our Q&A last week and we actually had somebody ask us about Hendon Hooker and if he was going to be a surprise top quarterback taken in the draft this coming year. Uh, man, <laughs> and I won't get into this too long because I know, we, you know, trying yeah, to figure everything out here. But yeah, but the, the, the big thing with him is people are scared because he's 25 and he's not 21 like Bryce young and CJ Stroud. Yeah. But the thing is Stroud and Bryce young both have not been able to produce against top defenses. And look what Hinton hooker just did. He just put 52 points up against Alabama's defense. Yeah. Like that's a guy that shows he knows how to score and knows how to play hands down. In my opinion, best quarterback of this, of this year's college. Yeah. He also did that. I mean, I've never witnessed 
Nick Saban as angry. I mean, seriously, it was the best thing I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. It made me happy. I mean, goodness. I was just like, you know, the, the college football gods have finally heard my prayers of making this and, guy. just. And, and that's with, and that's all without his top wide receiver. So just imagine yeah. what he can do. Yeah. I mean, he is a, he is a special kid and I'm sorry. I think age is kind of dumb sometimes with this, but Agreed. you know, we'll, we'll just kind of have to see that's another topic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely get that in when we're in the off season talking about all of our uh, incoming rookies, but let's jump to take it or leave it. All right, so take it or leave it. This is going to be coaches. We're going to be talking some coaches. So normally we just kind of pick some questions. Hey, take it or leave it. You know, um, like for an example, uh, take it or leave it. Tom Brady, you know, is done for the year. Like Tampa is not going to make the playoffs. He's going to retire and he's still going to be homeless because his wife took his house. Um, you know, that would be like an example of our take it or leave it. A very extreme example, by the way. Um, <laughs> one that we should actually talk about moving forward at some point. Um but I'm going to go ahead and shoot it over. Well, you know what? Let me do my surprise one first. I'll surprise you because we didn't get to this surprise. I'm going to surprise you guys. Okay. Here's my surprise. Take it or leave it. So again, we're talking about coaches in the hot seat. Take it or leave it. The Packers don't make the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers has one of the worst seasons of his career. And Matt LaFleur is fired in the offseason. You guys take it or leave it. Deucer, you want to take this one first? I think you got this one because I'm still trying to process what Caleb just said. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, I, I honestly, I could almost see it. Um, and here's here's my reasoning. Um, obviously, I know quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, they have the keys to the offense as well. Like, they get to make their decisions. However, they still have plays that come to them. Um, we have a third and one situation, or maybe it's even a fourth and one, in this game pa- this past week. And rather than going with Aaron Jones, who has been phenomenal, or even going with Quadzilla, who's got literally legs the size of a car, Mm. on a one yard, they go and try to throw it to Romeo Dobbs, who's a rookie, and still hasn't proven himself. Um, Terrible play calling. It was also Um, a bad pass. (laughs) It it, it was a bad pass, I agree, (laughs) but it should have never even been the situation there. Yeah, yeah. it's just you also only had, I think, 12 rush attempts between Jones and uh, Dylan this past week. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it's been multiple bad offensive plays, been multiple bad offensive calling. Um, obviously, I think Rogers looks like discombobulated. He's been with the way he's been talking and talking about all his hallucinogens. And he just he doesn't seem like he's focused on football anymore. And we're really starting to see that in his football play. And obviously, He's is a great quarterback. He's had great years, but I think the last couple years he hasn't quite been as elite as we think because he's been able to just dish it off to Devontae, who's able to catch anything thrown his way. And I think we're starting to see that. So I, I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to take that. I think I think Lafleur could uh, if they don't make the playoffs and everything goes the, the way it is right now, he could uh, he could be on the hot seat. All right, Deucer, what you what you thinking? I'm you know I'm also <laughs> going to take it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest here. I think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is off his rails right now. And I again, I also think that 
he just doesn't have the he just doesn't have the threats that he used to have. I mean, like Devin was saying, we all knew that whenever Devontae Adams left, it was going to be a rough year for him. But you're, you'd think that there would still be a few wideouts there that Aaron Rodgers could try and connect with. I mean, Alan Lazard is named number one wide receiver right now for the Packers. And that's just absolutely crazy to think. But it was just, I mean, Aaron Rodgers hasn't had, he's only had a few 250 plus passing yard games this year. And it's only by one or two yards. And truthfully, looking at their schedule this year, it really hasn't been too bad. It hasn't been too rough for them. No, they lost to freaking Washington. They lost to the Giants. Like, And out of Aaron Rodgers, you just don't expect that. If he is still the top elite quarterback that he says and that we expect him to be, he's not going to lose to the Giants. He's not going to lose to the Commanders. It just doesn't make sense to me. Now, do I think that it's a coaching problem? Potentially, but could I also see Aaron Rodgers doing some crazy stuff in the offseason? I could as well. Yeah, probably needs to take more of that uh, weird medication and whatnot, have his <laughs> ancestors help him remind him how to play football or something. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Something over the summer. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, he's got to do something. But yeah, I, I just think it's crazy. I, I look at Matt LaFleur and I just see really bad play calling. I see really stupid challenges. There's challenges mm-hmm. that he was throwing in this game. He threw a challenge flag three minutes into the game on like a two yard pass attempt. Like, what are you doing? Like, so I really don't understand some of the mentality that he's having in these games. I don't, I really don't understand. Again, if it's him or if it's Rogers, I, I don't really care. At the end of the day, he's still the head coach. I mean, he's got a $50 million quarterback, but still, he's still the head coach. And I, I definitely think there is a really good shot that he's going to be on the hot seat if the Packers can't make the playoffs. All right, Devin, I'm going to send it over to you for your uh, take it or leave it. So uh, I'm actually going to be against the grain on this one here for you guys okay. um, and probably not where you expect me to be. Ooh. Um, but my take it or leave it here actually is going to be uh, everyone's calling for Frank's head. Mm-hmm. They want Frank Reich fired. Nice. Um, this year's not been going the way they think. And my hot take is... Um, I don't think he's done. I think he's got at least one more in him. Okay. I, I, I think Ur- I think Ursay is not ready to move on to a new coach. Um, he does like the offensive mind that Reich has. Reich was a great play caller. Um, and he hasn't quite shown that right now. And I think that's because the pressure of a lot of other things going on. Um, I think he's definitely on the hot seat. Don't get me wrong. But I think this move to Ellinger is showing that, hey, listen, like if he was trying for his job, if his job was on the line, I don't think he's going to go to Ellinger. He's going to go to Foles. He's going to, you know, he's going to go, you know, if if it is an injury here going with Matt Ryan, Foles is the next option, not Ellinger. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to win games because Ellinger is going to need a little bit of time to develop still. And so with that being said, I think that was involved in the talk that Ballard, uh, Reich and Ursay just had, um, Ursay wants to get a, you know, me and JT talked about this and he said it in the thing. Ursay, I think is, is ready to hand the team over to his daughter. Uh, You know, he, he's getting, you know, he's, he's a drunk. He's got, you know, he's coming out, out speaking against these other coaches during this whole scandal going on right now. Um, (laughs) I, I think he's about done and he wants to see the Colts, you know, perform well. And they have that roster that's getting close. Mm-hmm. And the thing that hurts them, 
is the the unspokens. Yes, we let a few players, you know, walk during free agency last year. Danico Autry just killed us this week uh, in Tennessee. We should have never let a guy like him walk. But what hurts is a couple years ago, we have Nick Sirianni leading our offense. He gets a head coaching job. Yeah. Last year, Matt Eberflus, like (laughs) leading our defense. Yeah. He goes and gets a head coaching job. Every time we start having these successful players and because our team was starting to turn it the right way, we lose these coaches. And then it puts all this focus and all this stress on Reich because he has to do that. Mm. And so I think that's why Reich has a little more leeway than people that are like on this, you know, fire Reich, get rid of Frank, you know, all this stuff. I, I still think he has another year. I don't, I don't think he's done yet. What do you guys think? Deuce, you want to take this one first or you want me to jump in? You got it, baby. All right. Yeah. I, um, first off valid points. Some of the things you said made, made me rethink, Oh, you know what? Some of that makes sense. Um, but I'm still going to leave this. <laughs> still going to okay. leave it. Okay. And, and, and I don't, I don't necessarily think it's his fault as much as maybe it's him and Ballard at the same time. Uh, You've had so many freaking quarterbacks that Reichs had to play with. It's unfreaking believable. Um, every year, it's a new it's a new quarterback. It's it's been terrible since Andrew Luck has left. You guys could not figure out your quarterback position. And once again, even after this year, Sam Ellinger might not be your quarterback of the future. You're still going to have to go get a quarterback in the, this draft, which means you're still going to have another new quarterback possibly next year. So, I I just feel like at this point. He's had he's had time to show this um, offensive mind that he's supposed to have. Don't get me wrong. This reminds me of another coach that came into the league and apparently had this crazy offensive mind gift, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, and we know what happened with Matt Nagy. It was just a complete debacle there in Chicago. And I just see some of the similar signs with Frank Reich, you know, can't find a quarterback. I mean, at least Matt Nagy did have Trubisky the whole time, but Matt and Matt Nagy's had what four different quarterbacks in four years or whatever. So, I mean, it is kind of insane, but I feel like he's just swapping quarterbacks in and out because none of them can run the system that he's wanting to do. We just want him to run the football. We want him to be able to play action. We want him to be able to just make the proper play calls at the right times. And those things are just not happening. So there's no way he will still be the coach, in my opinion, next season. Deucer, what do you think? I'm going to go ahead and agree with you here, Caleb. Uh, I think he's leaving. I think he's going to get out of there. But I do kind of have to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Um, Looking back on his two previous quarterbacks, you have Matt Ryan and you have Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan had a very, very dominant career down in Atlanta pretty much until he went to the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and just got massacred. Mm-hmm. And I feel like since it's Matt Ryan's 15th season in the NFL, he's used to playing a certain way of football down at Atlanta, and it's not the type of football that the Colts are wanting him to play. Then you have Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, he, I think we all had very, very high hopes of Carson Wentz whenever he first got into the league. I mean, I remember when he first got into the league, I was talking with my buddies about it. We were playing Madden. We were always making jokes. Oh, man, he's the white Mike Vick. Now, I don't even want to say that because Carson Wentz sucks. Yeah. So he had a terrible season in Indy, and 
I, I do have to give I do have to give uh, Reich the benefit of the doubt here. Uh, do I think he's going to stay? No. Well, there you go. All right, last take it or leave it, Caleb. What's what's yours? I am going to go with Brandon Staley and the Chargers. Mm. Um, my big question to you guys, pretty much, is: Do you think that it's going to be a behind-the-scenes coaching issue here? either not calling the right plays, not giving the right guys touches, or do you think it's just a very, very injury prone chargers this year? I mean, it seems like everything kind of is going off the wires for them right now. Justin Herbert, you, you guys know how much I love him mm-hmm. having a pretty horrible year this year after his rib injury. And correct me if I'm wrong, but JC Jackson and Mike Williams got injured this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of seems like their whole team is crumbling apart. And I don't know if the coach is to blame here. And if I'm going to be completely honest, I think that a lot of people are kind of giving Brandon Staley a hard time. I feel like if he has healthy players who are able to get the right touches, I think that the chargers could be a super bowl contender team. All right. Well, Devin, let's make this one quick, but my opinion on this one is I, I, I mean, this is an injury plug season for them for sure. For dang sure. Uh, they just, they literally cannot stay healthy whatsoever. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I swear every week, uh, another charger player is going to be going down. It's just, I, I do feel bad for Brandon Staley. Um, and honestly that whole entire team, but I'm still going to go back to the fact that his play calling has been atrocious. He doesn't understand how to use timeouts. Um, if it's like two minute drills, it's like, he's never even seen a two minute drill in his life. Um, he just does not understand, honestly, in my opinion, how to coach football. I, I really don't. I, I think if I am Justin Herbert, for the for my career, I want a new head coach. Mm-hmm. I want somebody that knows what they're doing, that's going to give me the right play call at the right time. Also, let me kind of grow and so you know I can make adjustments, whatever. But I don't have to worry about, oh man, is this guy going to screw something up and call a timeout in the most random freaking time of the game or challenge a play that makes no sense, kind of like Matt LaFleur has been doing. You know, just I, I think Brandon Staley needs to go, 100%. Yeah, I uh, I really thought the Chargers were going to come in and be the team to beat. Um, they made you know some pretty big defensive moves. Um, I mean that offense is already you know super high powered. Uh, Josh Palmer coming in and really you know he's he's starting to finally you know get used to being in the NFL. But then you know obviously Keenan Allen's played what I think one week maybe two weeks this season. Uh, Mike Williams is either a boomer bust guy, but now, like we said, with the injury, JC Jackson injury, obviously, you know, injuries have plagued the team and that that's very, you know, that's very painful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, however, play calling, like we were just talking last week at Denver, Justin Herbert threw 57 passes this week at Seattle, 51 passes. And I, I want you to understand, I know they were down a lot in this game, but that's 51 passes compared to their 12 rushes. Um, while I understand Eckler, you know, he's 12 for 12 on, you know, he caught 12 uh, receptions thrown his way, but only had nine carries. I mean, last year he carried the ball very well. Um, obviously he's always been a much better pass catching back than he has been just a straight runner. But you got to figure out something. You got to have a diversity. I mean, you're making it easy for these teams to know what's coming. 
Yeah, it's bad. Real quick, and and we're gonna we'll we'll cut. I thought this earlier because Austin Eckler, don't get me wrong, freaking love him, but he's he he's almost one dimensional because they're not letting him run the ball. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know why he, he, he can run the ball effectively. He really can, but I don't feel like they have that power back that they're looking for. Cam Akers, any chance you think he might have to slide to the other locker room? <laughs> Cause he's already in LA. I know that the Rams are trying to trade him and I, they really could use a guy that can be a power back and help offset what Austin Eckler can already do in this offense. Um, the reason I'm going to say no to that is because the guy that finally got his first carry this year for them this past week, granted it was a negative yardage carry, but um, I think that's the role that Isaiah Spiller is going to be doing. You think so? Yeah. I just, they just haven't done it yet. That's why I don't know. Yeah. This is the first week we've seen Spiller. Um, uh, and obviously they got behind and they, they couldn't go to him. They had to have Eckler in there doing the pass catching duties that they needed from him. Um, but I, I think Spiller's going to kind of be that guy. Um, if they're going to get a power back, if they're, if they want to bring in, and I mean, it doesn't really make sense when you have Eckler that you're going to be as your main guy. I would go after someone like Kareem Hunt. Yeah. See, I just don't see, I, th- I feel like Kareem Hunt and Austin Eckler are very similar. Like, I agree with you on that one, Caleb. Yeah, they, really? they, play, okay. they well, they play very similar roles. You know, they're very effective cash, uh, you know, pass catchers, and yeah, I just I feel like they're very similar in that regard. Um, whereas fair, Cam Akers, I could I just, see I, more of a one-two, like first, second down, change of pace back type. You know, and we know he's on the trade block. I think he, Cam Akers to me, he's either going to end up there or in Buffalo. Because I don't think Saquon Barkley is going anywhere. They, I mean, it'd be. St- I mean, I understand if you need the draft capital, but the Giants are what five and one or five and two on the season. Like, there's no way you're going to get rid of Saquon right now. Six, six and one, yeah. They're, six they're and not one. Getting rid of so, like, you're not going to do that. And I'm trying to think of any other like big name running backs. Atlanta needs a running back. Yeah, but isn't Patterson going to come back in a couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, but I mean, same thing. Patterson's not really your power back. True. Nah. He's also old. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, but right now, I mean, you've got Acres out on the trade block. You've got um, Kareem Hunt on the trade block. They're listening to offers there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a couple other. Uh, I almost say San Francisco is going to have a running back on the trade block uh, with acquiring CMC and them having what Tyrion Davis Price. You know, uh, you have Jeff Wilson. Like they've got a few running backs, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them try and dish someone out. Um, and I mean, I'll be a lot value of value those hurt, which is Eliza Mitchell. You know, like I don't think Jeff Wilson I, I mean, has a, a lot of value. I think I, you could probably get something out of Price. Maybe he's a rookie, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I guess maybe it's because of the way that uh, the Rams have kind of done him too. I just don't see Acres as being a big explosive like power back anymore. Like he is coming off that injury from last year. He just doesn't seem to quite have the power he had. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and find out trade deadline guys coming up next week. So later this week, we'll be coming out with some guys that we think are going to be traded where they could possibly end up. Stay tuned for that coming on Friday, but thanks again, guys for listening to another episode of the football monsters podcast. We'll catch you next time. See you guys. See you boys. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not here to run you, no, I'm just telling you the facts, oh, these chains can keep me down, yeah. I can
rotten I could be cruel, mad like a fool, but never forgotten Creeping in the dark, waiting for you 